Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Cleaning can not only help the aesthetics of our home, our bodies, but it can also help our state of mind and mental health. And that is what we'll be talking about today on The Ordinary Yogi. Welcome back, everyone. I wanted to bring up the idea of cleanliness uh, for a few reasons. First, what's going on in our lives right now. Uh, my wife and I were packing up our house and moving from Cheyenne, Wyoming over to beautiful Southern California. Actually, by the time this episode airs, we may be already there. But if you've never moved, first, it's a huge pain in the ass, but it also causes you and forces you to look through all your stuff. And as we're going through a lot of our stuff, we're just, man, we have, how do we accumulate so many things? And as we're going through our things, of course, we, we've been no donating a lot of stuff. We've been throwing a lot of things out. And the more and more we've done that, the more I've felt better about our things or our space, a little bit more calm, you know, when things are kind of not sad or sparse, but when there's few things in a room, it kind of brings me calm. And it kind of got me thinking about, you know, how our space really creates our state of mind, um, you know, messy desk, messy mind. And not only that, but cleaning our bodies, what we bring into our bodies, also with our thoughts and intentions. So that got me thinking about Saucha or, you know, cleanliness which is one of the, the first observance of yoga when you get into yoga philosophy. And there's been episodes I've done about the yamas and niyamas, and I may revisit those and kind of touch those up since I've, you know, I've learned a little bit more about them since then. But I thought this was one's really good because it's really striking a core with me in my life, so I wanted to share that with you. And maybe I can get somebody to clean some other stuff or just look at things a little bit different. So what is saucha? It roughly translates to cleanliness. And by cleanliness, we mean removing of impurities. Now, impurities can mean a whole lot of different things. Of course, if you're talking about literally cleaning a room or cleaning a space, of course, that's like the trash and debris and all that. On our external body, it means washing ourselves, staying clean. Uh, internally, you know, what we take in, you know, not too many toxins, not too many processed foods, that sort of stuff we'll talk about a little bit later. And of our mind, there's a whole nother, another you know, laundry list of things. You know, first, we can talk about our intention and what lies beneath our intention when we make a decision. We can also talk about how our thoughts may be impure. And but I, what I mean by that is things that no longer serve us. Just like as we're cleaning out our house here in Cheyenne, Wyoming, getting rid of things that at a time maybe served a purpose for us, we had to make the decision to let them go because we no longer need them. And I think it's a lot easier said than done that we have a lot of thought patterns or habits that as comforting as it would be to hold on to them, we know deep down that they no longer serve us. And the, now they're kind of more of an impurity because they hold us back or they're just kind of creating a little bit of a mess in, in our minds. So it's time to maybe clean those out and let those things go. 
So when we talk about cleanliness, I'm talking about your space, your body, and your mind. When it comes to our space, I've, I've never really realized it, but I'm a, I'm a big uh, organization porn kind of guy. If, you know, scrolling on Instagram, seeing like bins and everything nice and neat and it's like seeing a room dirty and then seeing someone come and organize it and nice making it all presentable. Oh, it just it scratches such a spot in me that I absolutely love it. Luckily, my wife is very much like this. She, <laughs> her thing is everything has a home. Of the two of us, I would probably say I'm the messier of the two. Like, and I don't mean I leave shit lying around all the time. Just I don't put things back in their home a lot of the time. And it kind of drives my wife a little nuts. But, you know, our space or our environment is such a huge thing on how it makes us feel. When I'm at work or when I used to work and my desk was messy, I had a really hard time focusing and um, just feeling space to create, to work, because I needed to get my space first and then I could really focus in on things. In the kitchen, I'm really big. I don't like leaving dirty dishes. It drives me apeshit to see them. So I'm really, I'm constantly washing dishes. I like seeing a clean sink, clean dishes on the rack. It just makes me feel good. If anyone out there can relate, please let me know. Maybe I'm just crazy. And that goes with everything, you know, with uh, Sonny's toys when they're all over the place. I, we try to encourage, we encourage him to clean up. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But just that quick five minutes of just sorting out our stuff makes me feel a little bit more calm, a little bit more centered. So I think we can really, if we can just take a step back and realize that our space has a huge effect on how we feel. On, and on Psychology Today, there's a, a little article that's kind of said that, that kind of said, that said that our space or our cleanliness can directly affect our mental health or maybe indirectly. A few studies showed that not only can the space make us feel more calm, less anxiety, give us more energy, it also showed that if we have a clean space, we're able to sleep a little bit better than if we had a messy space, which I totally get because if my nightstand's messed up, I, I got to get it sorted out before I go to sleep. And overall, this one, I'm not sure it's really, if it really, there's a big relationship here, but they took a survey of people with, you know, with unhealthy markers in their body. And those people try are typically less organized than those that were organized. So they had like healthier markers. I don't know if there's a big correlation there, but that thought that was an interesting thing. So there is something to our space and it being clean and being presentable, I would say. So how do we start doing this? How do we start cleaning? How do we start getting our shit together? Literally our stuff with some to other people it's shit. Well, first, I, I feel like cleaning can be a form of, of meditation. You know, if we can really be present while we're sweeping, you know, well, or not, you can listen to audiobook, whatever, but I like to have nothing on just looking, looking at the floor before and then looking at it after. And while I'm doing it, it just brings me a little bit of peace of mind. I can feel the broom in my hand. I can feel the weight of my feet just become very present. And then as I'm cleaning things, as much of a pain in the ass that it can be sometimes, I try to tell myself, like, how lucky am I to have a beautiful home to clean? How lucky am I to have a child to clean up after? You know, especially with Sonny's story, which, you know, he 
if it got another way, he may not be here. So I have to remind myself of these small things that seem, uh, again, like it's a chore. But if we can reframe it of like, man, how lucky am I that I can wash these dishes, that I had food to put on these dishes, and now I get to clean it. That's a beautiful thing, I think, to put in there. So as a meditation or maybe as a perspective change, we can make cleaning a little bit more positive than it's just like, oh, I got to fucking clean. And sometimes it's going to be like that. And I, I totally support and I get that as well because I'm <laughs> I'm not super grateful every time I got to do the dishes. But every once in a while, I sprinkle that mindfulness in and just it helps me continue to to stay clean and to, to really appreciate the ability to clean. If you have a lot of stuff, there's a, something my wife and I used to follow, The Minimalists. They had, they had a podcast. I believe they still do. They have a lot of books out. Um, we used to follow them really, really heavily. And that kind of got us on this minimalist path. And we're minimalist-ish. We ask ourselves a lot of questions before we buy something. And if we do buy something, we try to get rid of some things and just kind of prune our stuff throughout the year as much as we can or as much as we would, not as much as we'd like to sometimes. But in this opportunity where we're actually moving, it gives us a huge chance to go through all of our stuff. So the minimalists are a big thing you can follow that I think uh, give you really good pointers and little tools. I'll, I'll tag them in the show notes. That give them a follow. I think they... They provide some really great stuff um, just to get you started on this uh, path of maybe sorting our things or getting rid of stuff, which to me is like when I get rid of a, a bags full of stuff that I no longer need, it just feels like literal weight coming off my shoulders. Moving on to our body, of course, we can focus on the external, right? Keeping our bodies clean, um, keeping them nice and groomed. I feel... As a, as a dude, you know, I can see like, ah, I just got to take a shower. Fucking I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy. So I'm, I'm pretty dirty compared to, to my wife, but you know, I look at how she takes care of her, her skin. She has like this nighttime routine and, and her skin looks great, you know? And I kind of reflecting on it. I was like, man, this is, it's not a chore for her. At least I don't think it's a way for her to care for herself to love herself, to take care of the skin that we have, that we only, you know, granted it changes through our life, but we have this suit that we should take care of. And as I've gotten older, I've gotten more uh, mindful about it or more proactive about it, really putting on sunscreen and putting on washing my face at the end of the day and putting on lotion and trying to keep my moneymaker, keep making me money, if you get what I'm saying. But all this stuff, all these routines it's really just self-love, you know, clipping our toenails, clipping our nails, all these little things is to show an appreciation for our bodies and to love. And a great way to show love for something is to take care of it. And we should be taking care of our bodies externally, right? When it comes to showers, I think it's a great way, a great way to make it more mindful is to make it more ritual. Of course, the power of a ritual because we shower mostly every day. But making it a thing of like, I'm cleaning my body, I'm purifying it, I'm taking care of this thing that I have been given. If we look internally, of course, what we eat plays a huge role in not only how we feel, but how our body can take care of itself and take care of us. Drinking lots of water, you know, what we drink, what we take in. I don't drink anymore, really. I do drink caffeine, coffee, maybe once a day. But other than that, it's a lot of water. Um, so I haven't drank in a really long time. But just small things like that 
again, if we do it mindfully as an act of love, act of self-love that I'm feeding my body properly to take care of it so it can take care of me, I think is a great way to put it. Again, saucha cleanliness is a great way to look at how we care for ourselves and what we take in. A great way, you, another great way to maybe reset ourselves are our fasts. And I'm not talking fasts of like, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight and get shredded. Just fast as a way to let our digestive system take a break to clean out our bodies. But also fasts are a great way to reevaluate our relationship with our food. Again, if you, if you have a hard time eating a lot of processed foods, maybe fasting can really help you look at how you eat in a different way, right? You really get to know what does hunger actually feel like? We're so programmed to eat every, you know, four hours or whatever, but that's just because our body's used to it. But true hunger, you don't really feel that until you fast for a long time. And that's a great way to really evaluate our relationship with our food, but also give our bodies and our digestive system a break. As we shift over to our mind, I'd like to first talk about our relationships, cleanliness of how we deal with people. I think a way that people are afraid to keep our relationships clean is to set clear boundaries with the people that we love and care about. I have a very hard time saying no. And it's something I'm still working on to this day. But if we can practice setting boundaries with our loved ones, we can pretty much set boundaries with every, everyone else. You know, if I can set a boundary with my mom, the guy at the grocery store, whatever, I probably won't have a hard time setting a boundary with him. But those boundaries keep us from developing any resentment with this person, right? I'm not going to do this. I love you, but I can't do this. Saying no and setting clear boundaries. And with those boundaries, another thing is setting expectations of our relationships, telling people what you want specific as possible is a fantastic way, again, to not build in resentment when they don't meet this mark. Because if they don't know what the mark is, then of course they're going to miss it. And the last thing on relationships is our ability to forgive and to let things go. Um, resentment, I've I heard before, is you know drinking a poison hoping the other person gets sick. It just kind of stews and it festers and it's insidious. If we can work on our forgiveness, not only for, not just for the person's sake, but for our own sake, it can create or cleanse a lot of our relationships. And if some of these relationships, again, like a tree, we need to prune it and cut things off for our own well-being or for the well-being of the tree, then we should do that. You know, if our relationship isn't serving us anymore, again, impurities or things that no longer serve us, it may be time to step away or at least take a step back from that relationship. As we move over to our mind, I'd like to first talk about intentions. <clears throat> we often make decisions with something in mind, but I think rarely do we really investigate where that decision comes from. I had a great conversation with, with Mike Salemi the other day, and that, inter I mean, that interview will come out eventually if it hasn't come out already. And he was saying a lot of his intention was to be this kind of quote-unquote perfect. So the decisions he was making, how he was acting, was based on this feeling of not being enough 
And that's what I mean by intention. How are these decisions truly being made? Is it made from from a heart-centered place, from being from trying to do good and trying to create good? Or is it from a place of like his story, not being feeling like not enough and trying to go more and more and more? And I have a hard time as well. I I you know, I'll be the first to admit I do this podcast because it it makes me feel good to get recognized. But it also I feel a calling to it. I feel like I feel I'm saying yes with my body when I put my words out there and thoughts hoping it helps somebody maybe change a perspective or just gain some new knowledge. So looking at our decision, asking why am I doing this a few times will really reveal our intention, the true nature of our intention. And if it's not in a way that's heart-centered, maybe we can switch it. But it only it takes a lot of introspection and time to do that. And that needs space for us to do that. Another great way to look at how we look at things is journaling. And I've mentioned this so many times on the podcast. I think if you click the link in my Instagram, there's still a, a journaling prompt for beginners in there to take a look at. But writing down our thoughts and really asking why and just writing and writing and writing, even if you have nothing on your mind, just free writing, whatever comes to your mind. If this, like if it's journaling is really stupid and then you guys, oh, why is journaling stupid? And you can just continue on that way. Our meditation is another way. I know not everyone's into that, so I won't harp on that one too much. But meditation is also a way to, way to see where our mind goes and what lies underneath. And for our mind to seek all these things out, it needs time. So being cleanly with our time, marking it out, again, setting boundaries. I need this amount of time to myself to reflect, to journal, to read a book, whatever helps us not only serve ourselves, but serve other people. And the very last thing I'll have on cleansing our mind or how we can cleanse our mind is what we consume. Again, we can do a a digital fast of stepping away from our phones for, you know, a week or a day. A practice that I haven't done very well, to be honest with you, is no social media on Sundays. And I noticed this past weekend how pulled I am to my phone. You know, I was watching TV with my family and I, we were engaged in the, you know, in the show, but I still had this, like my phone's right there. Let me grab it. I would pick it up. Then I put it back down and I'd pick it up. I didn't press any buttons, but I just noticed that pattern of myself. But what we consume, you know, colors us or puts a lens on our, over our eyes, because of course the algorithm only shows us, it's like confirmation bias. bias. It shows us what we want to see all the time. And that dirties or fills our mind with impurities. So if we can walk away or step away from that for a day at least, I think that'll make a, a huge uh, change in how we see things. So this episode, again, was about cleanliness. The big thing I want to drive home is our environment matters so much. How we take care of ourselves, take care of our bodies. I'm the first to admit that when I get a haircut, I feel so much better afterwards. And just because it's the act of self-love, taking care of myself, grooming myself, keeping myself clean, really makes a difference. So if our space for with our bodies, with our minds, if we just take these little steps, we can drastically improve our mental health. And although it may seem superficial, our environment matters so much. And if we can just, if it is just these superficial things, but it makes a difference, You know, a high tide raises all the ships in the dock. 
So although these things may seem small, I guarantee you if you do them consistently or find a way that serves you to do them, they will make big differences in other aspects of your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor, leave a rating review. I would love that so much. Share it with a friend. Send me a message saying, hey, nice job. I love you all for listening, and I will talk to you next week.